everybody. It's good to be here with you. Thank you for coming and blessing us. We're going to be talking about missionaries today. In fact, this church, true supporting missionaries, reaches out into how many different continents? Africa, Thailand, Japan, Nepal, India, and even Western Australia. But we've also got a returned missionary amongst us this morning. Hannah has just come from being a missionary in Tasmania, knocking on doors, speaking with uh, people he's never met before. I was going to say strangers, but or strange people, but that could have that includes a lot of us, doesn't it? <laughs> So we're going to look at that today, and it's always been a bit of a mystery to me, the way that God connects a church and a missionary. And I'm intrigued with the way the Holy Spirit puts the call firstly upon people to go out into full-time missionary service. That's particularly what we're talking about today, because all of us are at least part-time. Uh, and usually it's in another country, and I'm intrigued about how he then draws and connects people and churches to share in that call. And I love how God is in it. Bigger than that, he's engineering that connection for the purpose of building the kingdom of God against which the, hells, the gates of hell will not prevail. They will not be able to knock it over. So we've got Africa, India, Thailand, Japan and Australia. So before we do that, let's uh, bow for a moment of prayer. Gracious Lord and most loving Father, Son and Holy Spirit, as we focus on the missionaries we support this morning, please refresh our connection with these people. People who have been called to put their lives on the line for you in other parts of the world. And just let us know that we are part of an eternal work in this. We are part of an international network and we are part of a work which has eternal implications for people. Amen. So every month, uh, five groups of people receive $500 a month from us. And despite COVID, despite the fact that you guys are supporting me over the road there, the Lord has enabled this to continue to this day. And God has truly supplied according to his riches in glory. And on top of that, of course, I know the Lord has touched many of you individually to support other works. So the picture is more than just the five groups we're going to look at this morning. But not everybody gets supported because we are finite and we're limited. And about five to seven years ago, the board did some work, and about ten years before that, they did some work to come up with some guidelines for the work that we will support through here. And one of them is that the works that we support are properly lined up with the Bible in both what they believe and how they live it out. Because there's correct teaching there, there's godly living there, and that has to be in evidence. So that's the first thing we look for. Secondly, the primary focus is sharing the gospel 
I mean, you'll do other things as well, but the primary focus must not be forgotten. People need to know Jesus, and they need to have faith in him. And thirdly, we don't want to create a dependency situation where people are depending upon us. We want them to give them a leg up, to get them going and enable good stuff to happen. So the works have to be moving towards being self-sufficient under God. And the fourth thing is that they have to be willing to be accountable to say what's going on. Accountable to the home church, to the other churches and need to talk about it. There needs to be communication going backwards and forwards. So that's it. So firstly, our missionaries in no particular order but alphabetically Paul O'Cheng uh, is in the African Word Mission. Now, oh, it turned itself off. Turn it back on. Oh, it's suffering from... It's on now? Right, so African Word Ministries. We'll get rights can just uh, take us through. Where is African Word Ministries? Well, that was an interesting thing to me, not knowing very much about Africa. So firstly, it's in Africa, which is the next slide. And then we can see what part of Africa is. Let's zoom in a bit more. And... Uh, Oh, it's doing well then. <laughs> that blue there is Lake Victoria. Have you heard about that? The Victoria Falls. Go in another notch. We're getting pretty close to it. And another, another one. That's the town of Siaya in the Gem constituency. And then the next one, about 20 minutes drive out of that, is African Word Ministries. And one more of those. Oh, well, there it was. What's it like there? Like Mucker? Is this like a bit like uh, Ghana, is it, brother? Yes, one more of those. Thank you. And uh, there's one more. Let's see if this works this time. Yep. Now you've got a bit more of the downtown and you've got uh, the scenery of. So. They have cultural events. People don't dress up like that in our country, but they do in that country. And who have we got here? Oh, just one. Alan was there on the day. Have any of you seen an echidna in the middle of the road before? You have? You have? You have? It's not very often, is it? If it was, there wouldn't be very many echidnas left. <laughs> but he reckoned that was the blessing of God. Yeah, it's Paul. And his wife, Vivian, and uh, I don't know if we've got any kids here who don't like their photo being taken, but... This is the building, a token of the building. They've got a, a school over there, the Word Academy. 
after you see in the background a bit more of some of the buildings there the youth ministry after church on Sundays and of course they had to shut down during COVID and fortunately got to go back again so the kids are bringing the desks in which is a bit of an idea of pre-primaries the sort of situation we're talking about And post-COVID, kids came back, masks in evidence. Social, oh, there's always paperwork to be done, isn't there? Social work and secretaries getting things ready for, for school. And you'll notice there's a boarding component. And I notice they've got a bit of a ministry to deaf kids as well in this situation. Happy, happy students. The, uh, I don't know what to say. Uh, porridge, the staple. Things are a bit more primitive than our kitchen. And there's a lot of porridge in there because there's a lot of, a lot of kids in need. I think they feed them halfway through the day. green thing yeah might get you to go back on there there you can just click on school assemblies and those mighty stoves need fixing every now and then one of the things that happens in the community is they've got a bit of labor and they do do stuff for the widows the kids from the youth group and the younger younger adults get out and, and help in very real situations. You know, social security is not so prominent, so this is a very significant ministry. Let's go on. Rained a bit at parts. The path to the school is under eight foot of water, breeding ground for mozzies. So what did they do during COVID? Kids had to stay at home and they're occupied in home activities, gardening and sanitation is a pretty big job up there. And what's our prayer points? Well, they can be praised that the school is still there despite the COVID, but pray that the kids and the students are going to retain a godly hope. See, hope suffers, as you know in Australia, hope suffers during COVID times. And unfortunately, there's a lot of spare kids with spare time and in the village well, you don't go out at night because there's a danger of robbery and young people with not much useful things to do uh, they of course need fun for salaries maintenance food and the widows because uh, a lot of them had little part-time businesses which if you had to go out to business you can't do you gotta stay at home and of course students doing final exams now I think do I ask Dan to pray for for these guys. Let's bow in prayer for the African Word Ministries and Paul, who I believe has been here a couple of times. Okay. He's on. Right. Now I sort of feel like we've got family representatives here today of uh, Derek and Camille. Connections down the back, Tim.
they're involved with a mob called Urban Neighbours of Hope. Now this is a missional order and they're associated with the um, Churches of Christ, I think that's on our next slide. Oh, first, where are they? Thailand. Yep, zoom in. Bangkok and even more zooming in. They're on the bender of a river. Um, yes. And there is the Klong Toei slum, which they've been involved with. Build a house in there. And so, carry on. So they're affiliated with the Church of Christ in Australia and uh, Thailand and the Baptists in New Zealand. So that's interesting. Keep going. What's the mission? The mission that these guys are called to is to immerse yourself in a poverty situation and so to join Jesus in transforming the community basically from the bottom up. And over the years that's been known as redemption and lift. People become saved, they've got Jesus, they've got more resources, they go forward. Let's carry on. Next one. And here they are. A lovely couple, Derek and Camille and Emmaus. And loving family. So there's a problem over there. Due to some shady dealings in and family things going a bit astray, the area, which has about 50 households on it, has uh, <coughs> got a new landlord who's decided he's going to do stuff with the place and he doesn't think he wants those 50 households there. So that's a major thing to consider and to pray about for them. One of the things I've realised, Derek's realised that uh, the way they teach English is not so good in the schools there and they don't teach them phonetics, they just basically teach the kids how to memorise a whole word and so they don't learn the building blocks and so he's um, been talking with the local schools about going in and helping them learn phonetics so that they, because if they don't they just get to a certain point and then they can't progress very far with the English. So that's one of the things they're doing there. There's been an opportunity to have apprenticeships. Uh, there's a young, young lass who's lived in the slum next door to Camille for a long time who's a, a teen mother. And uh, in the apprenticeship thing, they want to give people a leg up again. So they teach them vocational skills. They'll give them some education. And, and that's another way of building in and, and leading them go. I didn't know about this, there's a group of people, the Montagnard people group, mostly Christians, who were recruited by US during the Vietnam War. So they've sort of, they're working with a family who've migrated from Vietnam through Cambodia and they've come down into Thailand and they're seeking asylum. And unfortunately they're illegal immigrants and one, the guy they're working with there has been uh, in a detention centre for two and a half years and they trying to work through the, that to get them uh, over to Canada, I think is where they're aiming for over there. Um, fortunately, there's siblings in Thailand, so not too far away, and bef before travel was locked down completely, they were able to go and visit occasionally. So, so as I understand it, uh, um, Camille's got two brothers, and there's, and is it um, Derek's parents over there? Yes, as well. So that that's a great comfort in a foreign land to have family around, prayer supporters, 
Well, they've been working on a trip because Camille is working on number two child and they, they did have permission to come in and, and see grandparents, but I think that's fallen through at the moment. So this is a prayer point. That they'll be able to do that. But there's also something they're working on, a virtual supporter trip. So Derek's working on preparing materials so that you could go online and, and like go there by seeing what's doing, what's, what's around. They have some prayer things they do and he's preparing four short talks on poverty in the Bible. And is there any more? Yes, that's the, that's the big prayer point. And the use to usual ones, funds for salaries and particularly widows because uh, <coughs> the poor and those that don't do so well, like in a slum, you just don't have the services. So if COVID comes through, it comes through and you just can't do anything about it. So it stops businesses, it stops people in their tracks. Now, who did I ask to pray for Derek and Camille? Did I remember? Did I get anyone? Tim, would you like to come and do that for us? That would be... The Lord brought you here for a reason today. Probably several, but this is a real good one. <laughs> right. Who have we got next? Doro. Terry and Irene. Who are... What are they? He's the sports chaplain at the Perth Motorplex, which is apparently what it looks like. And should you be there at the right time, you might see some of this. Fiery cars. Here's a picture of him just recently. Uh, a group of bike riders. There'd been a young fellow that uh, had a fatality and Terry goes into that sort of situation and ministers there. Here he is. Doesn't look sad, does he? <laughs> Looks like he's enjoying his ministry. Keep going. Has a bit of off time, downtime, plays with bees. Sounds a bit dangerous to me. And here's a shed situation, Terry and some of the boys having a yarn together. So he gets a chance to do that in the pits and back at the main stage. Many facets to the job. Praise the Lord I haven't had to do that. Electric Harley. She sees unusual instrument, unusual machines, and gets to marry people and strip down vehicles from time to time and pray, lead in prayer at uh, special events. So, Terry, some of the, th just a range of things. There is his mighty sports uh, chariot, the chaplain's chariot. Gets to minister in an amazing range of desperate situations. One of the ones, uh, a young girl was run over by a boat and they thought she might not ever come good, but she did. And he obviously he ministered to her and even came to join him in opening a motorplex event one night. Uh, there's, got, there's another drag racer fellow who had an accident. He, Terry visited him in hospital and he'd been given the medical advice, um, <coughs> stop drinking or die. But there's a, the story was that years before, just in the pits, this guy had blown up his motor. Terry had gone past and said, oh mate, look, I'll give you 20 bucks towards it, rebuilding your motor. And, okay, just didn't know Terry. Years later, in, 
we visited the same guy in the hospital again and renewed the acquaintance, came back to his house and the uh, guy said, come in, my, come in my room and have a look at this. And that 20 bucks had been framed and it kept there just because a sign of someone had reached out and it was very important for him. He got robbed one day, he raced in the suit. Has my 20 bucks been stolen? No, it hasn't. <laughs> Another little thing, apparently, there's an old lady who had chooks and she doesn't want to look after the eggs anymore, but so on the side, Terry goes in and distributes eggs. <laughs> Recently, there's a rugby player who took his life and Terry's been ministering to the family and friends of that, that guy. Another motorcyclist died in Esperance, so Terry drove down to Esperance. He's been to National national titles in Alice Springs, he's been around a lot. So what I'm looking for is somebody who would like to pray for Doro for us this morning. Any volunteers? Alison, she's in the chaplaincy space with, with Doro. Thanks, Ali. And now we're going to move over to Japan with uh, Elaine and Suichi more than 50 years they've been ministering here. Was anybody here when uh, Elaine first popped in to Maka? One, two, three, four. It's amazing, isn't it? That's a long stretch of service in the one direction. Praise the Lord. Uh, she works with WEC, the Principles of Worldwide Evangelization Crusade, Core Principles of Faith, and holiness, sacrifice, and fellowship. And they're committed to finding new, creative, and culturally relevant ways of doing missions. And uh, we'll see something about that in a bit. We're in Japan, are they? In about the middle, by the looks. We'll see them in a bit closer. They're around a place called Kinamoto, and there's a lake in the middle, Lake Biwa, which we'll see some pictures of later on. And uh, it's a range of things. Japan is a pretty much a closed shop for missions in a lot of ways. People are very strong in their cultural stance. So um, that, let's go back to that one for us, Derek. So here's a, a Mr. Yamada who welcomes them, but doesn't yet know the Lord. So they've been building relationships for a long time. Uh, you can see where anime comes from. The Japanese like uh, their, their fun, fun little uh, decorations, their little monkeys for nightlights. Um, here's an interesting one. They do English teaching classes and this fellow came in one day, he's made a box out of a thousand year old local tree and just gave it to him. Praise the Lord. Fear is a big part of the thing in the ministry in Japan because they've got many false gods. They've got uh, almost ancestral worship, or probably is ancestral worship, and they have very strong social pressure. And all this generates a fear of doing anything different. And uh, a creative thing that Suichi's has done is a dot map. Because as we know... <coughs> there's a lot of fear about what's going on with COVID. So 
you realise the people in this area were very afraid of what they're hearing about people going wrong. So he said, well, let's make it concrete. And he found people who actually had accurate statistics and he puts on a map a yellow dot of people who've recovered from COVID, a red dot of those who are infected, so they know whereabouts it is in their, their region, and black dot of fatalities. And there are very few black dots. And he's just been distributing that to local businesses and he's had a really good um, reaction because people look at it and there's hardly any black and it's mostly yellow who've recovered and they go, oh, I can see it's not something as fearful as what the media makes it out to be. So that's a really positive thing. And they even sent it off to uh, one of the local uh, government places and they... Uh, they came back and said, thank you for that. Hmm. Let's carry on. They do letterbox drops. So they'll put some test meters, some church years, search details on it. It takes them three years because they've got about 30,000 in their region. And in their area, hardly anyone's heard the gospel in any form. So it's a very important thing. Here's an interesting thing. For 40 years, Shuichi's been doing a greeting card at... Uh, Christmas time or New Year's time, turning it out to these two friends who've gone to school. And as you know, after 40 years, as he goes around the district, some of these guys are now in positions of authority, which opens other doors for the gospel. So they can go in and they can do things. It has been cold lately. I don't think it's been this cold here. <laughs> That's around Lake Biwa. And Give you a feel of what the country's like there. Keep going. Bit of canal work around the lakes. Very pretty, isn't it? There's the lake. But they're near. And very pretty. And I think... Alan, would you like to come and pray for Elaine and Shuichi? And the last one, International Mission Ministries. And uh, the face for us is Ross Nancaro. Is that funny as well? <laughs> Aaron, yeah. So these guys are about transforming communities, equipping leaders, protecting at-risk children, particularly fighting against human trafficking and empowering women. Where are they? In Nepal. And that's... Ross, they're all along Nepal. That was the main centre. So when Ross came here just the other the other day, I could go back to that last one, their strategy has been to plant churches in Nepal and the Lord has been amazing. Alan says that uh, <coughs> there's a fellow who before all this happened who was just praying that the gospel be brought into Nepal and he's seen fruition some 250 churches have been planted that's been done uh, training they reckon they're about three quarters of the way through training pastors in those churches and setting up a training resource center they have uh, their hands are off they've started that the, the locals are running it so it's been really amazing uh, work of God from there of course it's uh, uh, Ross in I'm going to get a blank here. It is Ross. 
because Ross is going to play. Pray. <laughs> I'll just work that out. <laughs> All right. Sorry. Uh, trafficking. It's a long border and there's lots of opportunities for people to uh, sneak over and sneak past the border so bad guys to get in as well as um, well as people to be going out but evil people come in and promise young ladies in poverty you can have a job you can earn some money you can send money back to your parents and they really can be just trafficked, caught up taken off the brothels and never got out or working in sweatshops working in circuses working on construction sites just without with minimal pay and the worst of it is that some of them just can form become prey to organ harvesting. So working in that space for the Lord is amazingly good and important and makes such a difference because 38% of the population are below the poverty line. It's a lot. A vicious cycle. And there's a ministry that Ross is uh, involved with. It's Every Daughter Matters to work in that space carry on because they want to stop abuse and they want to stop child labour. A couple of stories from the websites. You know, family came to faith when one of the kids was healed and the, and the dad was an alcoholic and he's turned around. And this guy's sight was restored. Praise the Lord. Prayer points. Protection for their workers in a health situ healthcare situation where there is no healthcare. Sponsors to partner with new church planters, trained in March. Sponsors to fight against human trafficking because they set up counselling booths and they, and people are coming through on the buses and they're trained to have a look and spot someone who looks like they might be being told a lie and then they'll go and just have a chat with them and if they've worked out that yes, they're on the way to follow this elusive promise, they'll talk, say what's really going on and they're our other authorities, they'll take them over and, and save them. So, praise the Lord. So, Russ, we ask you to pray for this here, this ministry, amazing ministry, with this lovely little thought, anything you give is tax deductible.